And just like in our other sessions, because we've been having all these wonderful technical difficulties, we're just going to give folks uh, two to three minutes, uh, two minutes to start making their way in. And then I'll officially introduce our next speaker who has some great questions to kick off today's conversation on digital marketing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And for those of you joining, I shared a little bit about um, some of your business ideas with Lindsay right before the start of this session, but feel free to add anything. Um, she has some great questions, but feel free to reintroduce yourselves in the chat, share your products. Chanel, I see you there. And I, I, um, I can't remember the product right now that you're selling, I'm so sorry from the conversation in the last session. So feel free to share in the chat if you want. And for everyone who's just joined us, we're gonna get started in another minute. In this session, we'll be using just the chat feature. We're not gonna use the Q&A because we've had such great chat engagement, we can put our questions or comments there. So um, we will primarily be using the chat feature today for the session and for the other sessions moving forward. Welcome back, Carly. Excellent. I think we're ready to get started. I'm really excited. Uh, moving our panelist list, participant list, and chat list to my other screen. And so welcome everyone to our session on digital marketing. If you remember from our foundational session at 12, this is one of those key components that really can help uh, grow your business. And we shared Lindsay's story as an example of how you can use your story in your own business. So now you get to meet Lindsay and learn more about that. And her session is on how to grow your business using social media. We're going to be using the chat feature only for this session. So uh, if you have questions, throw them in the chat throughout the session, use the chat to throw in any aha moments or highlight any cool things that Lindsay shares share uh, anything with your business, make those connections between what Lindsay's saying and the businesses that you currently have or are thinking about creating. Um, really take advantage of that tool and get very engaged. And with that said, I am going to turn it over to our fabulous speaker, Lindsay Hansen, social media manager, and much more. She has another big consulting business, but I'll let her introduce herself. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. Hi, everyone. I hope you are enjoying the summit so far. I know the first two sessions were amazing. Um, and we still have another session after mine on human resources and then the panel at the end. So our day is packed. I'm so excited. All right. I see some stuff in the chat. Vicky, 
Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, Consulting and Coaching. Amazing. So I know that a lot of you have product-based businesses. Some of you have service-based businesses. And we are going to dive into how to use organic social media marketing strategies to reach your target audience and grow your business online. So just some of what I'm going to be covering today, why you should be using social media to grow your business, how to choose the right platforms to reach your target audience, what to include in your profile and your bio um, to draw those people in, how to create your content strategy, and then some of my favorite social media marketing tips and tricks. Um, and I'm, I'm going to try to leave time at the end for a Q&A, but feel free to drop your questions in the chat as I go, and I'm happy to answer them as we go along. So as Jackie mentioned, I am a social media manager. I also have my own consulting slash coaching practice where I help other female entrepreneurs to launch and grow their own online businesses. So I've worked with a lot of women, um, I'd say mostly in the coaching and consulting space for my consulting side. And then as a social media manager, I do digital marketing services for a lot of different small businesses. I've worked with service-based, product-based all over the map. So I'm excited to dive in and I have a couple questions to kick things off. So I want to know how far along are you in your business? Let me know in the chat. Are you just in the ideation phase still where you have 10,000 ideas or have you been in business for a year or two, five years, 10 years? Let me know how far along you are in your business. I'd say I've primarily worked with people who are probably in those beginning stages in the first couple of years, um, but it's definitely never too late to hop into social media. Lorraine, I've been in business for seven months. Congrats on starting your business. Vicki said it was my side hustle for 15 years. Wow. <laughs> That is a long time to have a side hustle, but now full-time two plus years. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Okay. And then what products or services do you offer? So how long have you been in business? Let me know in the chat. And then also let me know what products and services you offer. So I know Vicki does um, fitness coaching and consulting. What else? I know we have some product-based businesses, fitness equipment and gear. Oh, sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> I think I saw Lorraine's fitness and thought that was you, Vicky. Launching in February. Chanel, what type of business are you launching? Vicky said I wish. <laughs> Team development. Okay, amazing. So we definitely have product-based and service-based. Look like, it looks like there's a mix. Awesome. By the way, social media marketing is definitely important, whether you're product-based or service-based. <laughs> and then are you currently using social media as part of your marketing strategy? So if you are, I'd love to know what platforms you are using now, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, 
LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok, <laughs> LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and your website. Instagram and Facebook, Pinterest. Chanel said women's wear designer. Oh, awesome. So women's clothing. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So Instagram and Facebook are definitely two of the most common ones. Um, and we are going to dive into how to know which platforms are the right platforms for you. Chanel said Instagram, new to Twitter, inactive on TikTok, but I have one, no Facebook. Okay. Let's get into it. Like I said, feel free to drop your questions in the chat as I go. So why should you be using social media to grow your business? Social media is what I like to call the new storefront for your business. So if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that you need to be on social media in order to grow your business, in order to reach your audience, less people are going out and going into physical business locations. Online shopping is a lot more common, not just from the pandemic, but it's the trend that we're going in, right? So people are shopping online, people are buying more from directly from social media platforms. Um, and the, the landscape of consumer behavior has definitely changed drastically from the pandemic where we literally weren't able to physically go into a store, a restaurant, a business location, right? And so a lot of those businesses, and you might have experienced this as well, were kind of scrambling to figure out social media marketing because it was the only avenue that they were then able to reach their customers and their clients. And the other piece of that is think about how much social media is all already integrated into your life. I mean, you're probably scrolling Instagram, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, LinkedIn all day long, right? Or at least your customers and clients are. It's such an integrated part of their daily lives that it is one of the easiest and most effective ways to reach your target audience um, and you then become a part of their daily life as well, right? Think about how many people or maybe even other business owners who you follow on Instagram, on Facebook, and you almost look forward to their posts, right? Every time you see that they have a new story, you go to watch it. It becomes a part of your daily life, whether it's intentional and like on a conscious level or on a subconscious level. And that's where we want to be in order to grow our business. So how do you know what platforms to be using? So obviously the goal is to connect with your target audience through social media, your ideal customers, ideal clients. So we want to figure out where are, where is your target audience already hanging out? So thinking about the demographic of who you are targeting, where might they be most likely to hang out? Um, and just to go into some of the specifics, obviously your target customer or a client is probably on the majority of these social media platforms, but maybe um, if you're targeting an older demographic, they might be less likely to be on a platform like TikTok 
or Instagram or some newer platforms that are coming out, right? Whereas if your target audience is a younger demographic, they're probably all over TikTok all day right now. <laughs> um, and so Pinterest, the audience for Pinterest is primarily women and primarily women, I believe between the ages of 18 and 29 is the highest demographic. And then also women between 30 and 39, I think it's the second highest. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's what it is. Um, so if you are targeting women, moms, they're probably on Pinterest and that could be a really good platform to reach them. But second to that, the next question you wanna ask yourself is where is it easiest to find them, right? So for example, if you are selling fitness equipment or if you are a fitness coach, is your ideal client on LinkedIn? Probably, but is it easy for you to find them on there? Not really, because there's not a search filter for people who are interested in fitness on LinkedIn. It's really hard to narrow it down by that um, demographic. Does that make sense? So it's not only where are they, but where is it easiest for you to find them? If you're a career coach for people in a specific industry, then you want to be on LinkedIn because that is where it is easiest to find your ideal client. You can literally search for people at a certain level in that industry and find them in two seconds. All right. I see some questions in the chat. Jackie said, I only use Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and my audiences are different across each. What else should I add to my social media platform as a consultant? Yeah, that's another really good point is thinking about you might be able to use different platforms differently because the audience on each platform might be a little bit different. Um, so if you have maybe different offers, different types of consulting that you offer, um, there might be a certain demographic of your ideal audience that is on LinkedIn and a different, maybe younger demographic that's on Instagram. So for instance, maybe newer, if you do consulting for business owners, newer, younger business owners are, a lot of us are on Instagram and that's where we go to find content and tips related to growing our business. Whereas someone who is more of an established business owner might be using LinkedIn for networking um, or that just might be the platform they're used to as a professional networking platform. So the content that you post on LinkedIn and the audience that you're speaking to on LinkedIn might be a little bit different. Katherine said, I noticed mine changes depending on what platform I'm using. Yep, same thing. Yeah, so that's also something to think about, right? If, if your demographic on each platform is different, that's something to consider when you're creating your content strategy and thinking about what type of content you're gonna be posting. Does anyone use TikTok or YouTube? Vicky has a question about IG posts versus reels. Yeah, so right now Instagram is really pushing reels um, and they definitely are getting more reach than just static photos or graphics regular Instagram posts. So I highly recommend including reels in your Instagram strategy. Um, and again, whether you're product-based or service-based, um, that would apply to 
really any business in any type of industry, any way that you can create video content. So for those who might not know, Instagram reels are short videos up to 60 seconds um, where you can either stitch a bunch of video clips together or just record a 60 second video clip and post it on Instagram reels. So I highly recommend using it as part of your strategy. It definitely takes a little bit longer to create and edit video content than it does to just post pictures, but you're gonna be able to reach a much larger audience with reels because Instagram is really pushing that feature right now. Um, that was a good question, Vicky. Okay, final question to ask yourself to figure out which platforms to be on. Where is it easiest to engage with your target audience, right? So what I mean by this is um, going back to the example of Pinterest, right? If you are targeting, let's say you're targeting moms, you know that they use Pinterest to look up crafts and activities to do with their kids, and they will see your post if you're posting on Pinterest. However, Pinterest isn't a great platform for engaging with your audience. Um, not a lot of people really comment on pins on Pinterest. It's not a great platform for interacting with people. It is a great platform for getting your content out to a lot of people, but a platform like Instagram, where you can get on your Instagram story and record yourself talking to your audience. You can do live streams where you can be really interactive with your audience. So I think especially for service-based businesses, like if you're a coach or a consultant, it's really important that you're able to engage and interact with your potential clients so that they can really get to know you, your coaching style, your personality, um, and feel comfortable working with you as a coach or a consultant, right? So especially if you're a service-based business owner, it's really important to be on at least one platform, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn is really good at interacting. TikTok is really good as well. Um, not to say that you shouldn't be on Pinterest, but I wouldn't recommend Pinterest as your primary platform if you are a service-based business. Does that make sense? So where is your target audience? Where is it easiest to find them um, and, and filter for them, right? And where is it easiest to engage with them? So those are just three questions to consider when you're thinking about which platforms you wanna be on. Jackie said, it sounds like I might need to consider a LinkedIn Live for the consulting business. Yeah, I think that would be a really good idea. Um, LinkedIn Live is something you have to apply for, so I would definitely do that if you have not already. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn, you can go live. Facebook, you can go live. Instagram, you can go live. You can also go live on TikTok, but TikTok itself is already like a video platform where it's easy to interact with your audience. Um, and there's also a little tip. There's also software that you can use to go live on multiple platforms at once. So I know one common one is StreamYard, um, which allows you to connect with LinkedIn, Facebook, I think YouTube, and you can do one live stream on all of those platforms at once. So it's a really good way to engage with your audience. You don't need to be a paid member to have 
LinkedIn Live? I don't believe you do. Because I'm pretty sure some of my clients who don't have LinkedIn Premium do have the live feature. Um, you have interacting engagement. Okay, awesome. Let me know if you have any questions as we're going. Next, we're gonna get into how to optimize your profile. Um, so obviously each platform is a little bit different. So this is just general tips, um, but obviously like your LinkedIn profile is gonna look a lot different than your Instagram bio. They have different character limits, they have different sections. So this is just some general tips of what to have in your bio, your profile, so that this is what people will see when they come across your page, right? And the reason why this is so important is because people have a very short attention span and we're very protective of our time. <laughs> and I'm sure you can think of yourself, right? You're not going to follow someone on social media just to follow them. You want to have a reason to follow them. They need to give you a reason to follow them. Um, and people aren't just going to follow you for the products or services you offer. They're going to follow you if they find value from your content. So from the free content you're posting, if you're giving them tips, if you're giving them value from that content, if it's entertaining, then they're going to want to follow you. But along with that, it only, I forget what the actual statistic is. But within, I like to say within two seconds of coming across your page, somebody should know whether or not they want to follow you. So essentially, immediately when someone comes across your profile, they should be able to tell whether you can help them and whether they want to follow you, right? So if they are your ideal client or customer, their reaction to coming across your page should be, oh my God. How did I not have this in my life sooner? And immediately want to follow you. That's the goal that we're going for. And in order to do that, they need to see within the first few seconds of coming across your page, how can you help them and why they should care? So that's a really important question. I think a lot of times we're tempted to, I don't want to say make things about ourselves, but we want to put in our bio, right? Oh, I started my business back in 2019. Um, here's how much we've grown. I know a lot of podcasts will put how many downloads they have or things like that. Or you put maybe a lot of your own credentials, which is good. You want to establish credibility. But if we're only making it about ourselves, right? I have this amazing business. I've helped this many people. It's not necessarily clear how you can help them, right? So we really want to make it about the customer, the client, our target audience. We want to make it about them. We want to draw them in. So they want to, or they should be able to tell right off the bat from coming across our page, how we can serve them. And again, this applies whether you're product-based or service-based. So I'll get into some of the specifics of how to do that. Katharini said, people's attention span is so short. That's also why you need to make sure they aren't turned off by the theme aesthetic. Yeah, that's also important, right? Your branding colors, aesthetic, having vibrant colors, having a clean looking feed is gonna draw people in. 
as well as the things that they see in your bio. So obviously including keywords, um, depending on what you do, who your target audience is, think about the thing I like to think about most is what would they be searching, right? So how are they going to come across your page? If someone's in Instagram and they are searching specifically for fitness coaches or fitness accounts, you want your profile to pop up. So you probably want the word fitness in your bio, in your name on Instagram, if you are in the fitness industry, right? So putting keywords in your name, putting keywords in your summary on LinkedIn, including keywords in your profile is really important. And again, think about what would my target audience, what are they searching? Um, Establish credibility, right? So I mentioned this before. Yes, you want to include any credentials you have, how much experience you have. If you've been in the industry for 20 years, that's going to that's gonna help establish your credibility. Um, and obviously on LinkedIn, that's a really good platform to highlight all of your credentials, all of your experience. However, a platform like Instagram, you only have 150 characters in that bio. So you don't have a ton of space <laughs> to be able to tell your audience what you can do for them. So it might not, you might not want to use that much space in your Instagram bio highlighting your own credentials, right? You want to really use that space to highlight how you can help your target audience and then let your content, your expertise kind of speak for itself. Does that make sense? Um, so including credibility, as long as it doesn't take up too many characters, <laughs> Um, and then highlighting the benefits of your products and services. So this is answering that question, why should I, why should they care, right? Um, and I think a lot of times as the business owner, we're so passionate about what we do. We think it's just obvious why people should care, right? Like, um, let's say you're selling, so the, the clothing business, I don't remember who in the chat mentioned they're launching a clothing business in February, right? But if you were to just say in your bio, I sell designer clothing for women, that's great. There's also a lot of other people doing that. So what makes you different? Why should they buy your designer clothing versus somebody else's? What is unique about yours? Does that make sense? So really highlighting the benefits, highlighting what makes you stand out? What is your differentiator from other people who are doing similar things to you or selling similar products to you? Does that make sense? Um, and then including a call to action always at the end of your bio. So whether this is, it could be something quick. It could be shop now um, with an arrow pointing to your website link at the end of your Instagram bio, right? Or it could be book a call, um, DM us for DM us to order if you don't have like an e-commerce site set up, but including some type of call to action that will make people want to take that next step, whether that's go to your website, book a call, send you a DM, whatever that might be. All right, Claudia said, how do you get original in your keywords if your business is similar to many other businesses? <laughs> That's a good question. 
I don't know that I would recommend getting original because you want to be including keywords that your ideal client would be searching and they are probably going to be searching something that is very common. So I do see what you're saying where if there are a million other fitness coaches, those fitness coaches are going to come up if they're searching for them. However, if you put something other than fitness in your bio, you might not come up at all. Um, so I would really think about what is your ideal client searching for. And there are some really good tools that you can use to find what are those keywords or key phrases. Um, I don't have a ton of time to go into that for this presentation, but I really like using Pinterest as a search engine for keywords. So if you think of like fitness, for example, if you type fitness into Pinterest, I am sure a whole list, it's like in Google where you type a word and then it gives you suggestions based on the top searches, right? It'll come up with a whole list of what are people searching for related to fitness. Um, Answer the public is also a really good free tool that I use to find keywords and find what are people searching for. So those are just some quick tips there. Do we need to provide an address in the business and shopping website? Maria, I don't know what you mean by sh shopping. Are you saying to include a link to your website in your bio? Yeah, so I didn't mention that on this slide, but typically, you can include a link on your bio on every platform. So obviously include the link to your website. If you have one, the link to your, maybe your calendar, if you're a consultant and want people to book a call with you. And then an address I would include if you do have a physical location, you can include an address. I would only include it if the work you do is location specific, right? Because including an address might make people think, oh, they only work with people in that area. Um, unless you are, if, unless you have a physical location, right? So if you're like a restaurant or a store where you have a physical location, include your address. But if you do consulting and you work virtually with people from anywhere, I wouldn't necessarily include your location because that might make people think that you only work with people in that location. Jackie said, do you have a personal account and a business account across all your social media platforms? Do you struggle with selling too much? Um, that's a really good question. Personally, I only have my business accounts on all my social media platforms. They are all related to my business and I post about my business. I'm also a service-based business owner and my business is me. Like I'm the one doing the coaching, the consulting, the social media marketing. So I wouldn't, I, I would recommend being the face of your business if you are service-based um, and doing anything like coaching or consulting. It's not as important. Um, if you're product-based, however, I still recommend, um, especially for small businesses, right? People love supporting small businesses. They love to see the behind the scenes. So even if you are product-based, you know, going up, going on your Instagram story and just recording a video of yourself packing orders or just talking about your background, your story, why you wanted to start this business, 
can be a really effective way to draw people in and it almost helps you to be that differentiator for yourself. So I do still recommend showing up, um, especially in video content, whether you are product or service-based, but it is a lot more important if you're service-based. Maria said, I have a separate Instagram account for my candles. I do post a few of them in my personal one. It's my LinkedIn account. Um, I probably would not recommend being on LinkedIn for a candle business. I would recommend Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Those would probably be the primary ones. Um, and again, that goes back to, right, is it easy to find your ideal clients and target them on LinkedIn? Not really, because how, how do you know from someone's LinkedIn profile whether they like candles? You can't really tell. <laughs> but what you could do is go, I'm sure there's Facebook groups for people who love candles, right? I'm sure, you know, it'd be easy on Pinterest for your posts to come up if people are searching for candles, right? And that goes back to making sure the keywords are there in all of your content. Um, okay. These are really good questions, guys. So I have some examples of just Instagram profiles um, to show how to incorporate keywords and optimize these profiles, right? So this is an example of Karen. She is an artist. So this is what her profile looked like. So she had Karen O'Shaughnessy Photography, um, fine art photographer based in Los Cabos, Mexico, her website and her address here. Um, so a quick tip for Instagram, by the way, this section right here, which is your name, it's different from your username. Your username is up here, right? It's your Instagram handle. It's how people find you but your name is different. And your name is what Instagram pulls from for the search feature. So if someone is searching for fitness coach, this is where you want to have that phrase, right? Of fitness coach um, or whatever it is that you do, you really want to include keywords here. So a lot of people put their name here or they just repeat whatever their username is. I recommend including keywords here, especially if your username is already your name or your business name. We don't necessarily need to repeat it here. So rather than having her name, Karen O'Shaughnessy Photography, we put fine art digital photography because that is the phrase that her ideal customer would most likely be searching. Um, and then we added some credibility. She's a trusted art seller. Um, and just some more information about what is she selling and who would be purchasing her art, right? Because there's not a whole lot of information on the left here about what, who is her art for, what type of um, photographs does she take, and what type of photography it is, right? So high quality digital prints capturing horses, cowboys, and Charles for over 20 years. And then we added this call to action that directs people to her website. Um, I also recommended getting rid of her address here, because again, 
She isn't a um, location-based business. People can order her photography from all over the world and she doesn't necessarily have a physical location. I think this might've just been like her photography studio or her office space. Um, but first of all, this address is a lot of words. So it just makes it a little bit messy to look at and it wasn't necessary. So we took that out so that the only link people see is directly to her website and that's where people are gonna be directed to. Um, okay, perfect. Another example I have is um, a company that sells health supplements for people who play video games, which I did not know was a thing, but it's pretty cool. So again, here, their handle was full restore and they had that in their name as well. So we changed it to gaming health supplements to include those keywords of what would their target audience be searching. They probably wouldn't be searching full restore because it's not a name brand business yet, right? They would be searching health supplements, gaming supplements, things like that. Making sure that you have a really clear and specific category. So shopping and retail is very general. I would go as specific as you can with your category on Instagram. Um, and then adding some more. So again, over here, this was very much about them, right? Two gamers working to push the limits of gaming health and performance founded by industry veterans. Is it good to know that they're industry veterans and that they themselves are gamers. Yes, it does establish some credibility there. However, this doesn't really tell me anything about what they are going to do for me. If I am a gamer looking for supplements to improve performance, yes, it'll help me improve performance, but there's also a lot of other companies who I'm sure sell these supplements. So what is different about them, right? So we added in some specific benefits of their products and the things that they specifically sell, which is vitamins, supplements, wearables for gaming and esports, improve your health to improve your game, have better focus and more energy. So these are some really specific benefits so that someone coming across this page immediately knows how do your supplements help me? Does that make sense? And then the call to action to their website. Let me know if you guys have any questions on Instagram bios, <laughs> um, but I wanted to give you those examples because I think it really highlights what you want to include and the impact that that has when people come across your profile. So getting into some content types, again, this is a very general overview, but getting more into your content strategy I like to categorize content into these five categories. So educational would be any type of content that provides value to your audience or teaches them something, um, tips and tricks, how to's. So if you're in the fitness industry, that might be workout videos, that might be um, recipes, right? Healthy recipes, it might be how to improve your performance in the gym. It might also be educating them on your specific product or service, right? So depending on what you sell, they might, there might be some educational posts of how does your specific product work? How does it benefit them? Things like that. 
Personal content would be content about yourself, about your story, why you started your business, like I was mentioning before, behind the scenes stuff, things like that. Entertaining. So this would be memes, GIFs, TikTok, I would say, is a lot of entertaining content. Um, anything that's kind of following those trends and is going to be entertaining to your audience. Promotional. So this would be posts that are directly promoting your products and services, product photos, um, anything that is directing people to buy from you, book a call, anything like that. And then social proof, this would be product reviews, client testimonials, um, and anything that really helps to build trust with your audience. So thinking about these content types, the question you want to ask is what type of content does your target audience need to see in order to know, like, and trust you? Because in order for someone to be ready to buy from you, they need to first know you, like you, and trust you, or know your brand, like your brand, trust your brand, right? So if you are a coach or a consultant, um, in order for someone to feel like they know you, you might need a lot of personal type of content, right? Of you sharing your story of something that you went through and why you now help people through that same experience, right? Um, whereas if you are a product-based business, um, product reviews are one of the most effective ways to get people to, or to build trust with people, showcasing your products, educating people on the benefits. That might be more of the type of content that you focus on. Um, so I do recommend including a mix of all these different types of content, but the ones you focus on most are going to depend on what your audience needs to see in order to know, like, and trust you and be ready to buy from you. Claudia said, what about copyright issues? What do you mean by that more specifically? You mean copyright in your content? Let me know what you mean by that, Claudia. So moving on with creating your content strategy. Step one, decide which platforms you'll be using, which we went through. Decide how many posts per week you'll post on each platform and then create a content calendar um, based on the content types we just mentioned. So this is just an overview of kind of bringing it all together, right? And with this, you do wanna take into account how much time do you have to dedicate to social media? Because it does take time to create this content schedule it out, post it on all these platforms. So keeping that in mind, how many platforms do you want to be on? How much, how many posts per week? Um, and what type of content are you gonna be posting within the time or maybe budget that you have if you're hiring a social media manager to do it for you, right? Um, and within that, that will help you to come up with your content strategy for your business. Um, let me know if you have any questions on this. This is a very, very general overview, um, but I wanna make sure I get to everything. Katharina said, what is your favorite platform you use for scheduled posts? Great question. So if you are just on Instagram and Facebook, Facebook now has 
Facebook publisher, which is part of their business suite, I believe. Um, and that allows you to schedule posts to automatically publish to Facebook and Instagram. You can publish uh, regular posts, carousel posts. So if you have multiple photos on one post, you can schedule those out ahead of time. You can schedule stories out ahead of time. The only thing you can't schedule ahead of time, and this is on any platform, is Instagram Reels or Instagram like IGTV videos. So that's the annoying piece. <laughs> um, but I definitely love Facebook Publisher, especially if you're only on Facebook and Instagram. Super easy. Um, Later.com is another good one. I don't believe you can auto publish stories on later.com, but you can schedule them out and it'll send you a notification. So at the time you want to post the story, you'll get a notification on your phone to remind you to post it. Um, I use Hootsuite for a lot of my clients, which I really like. The only downside to it is that you can't schedule out carousel posts on Instagram. So I still use Facebook publisher primarily for that. I know Sprout Social is a really good one. That one's a little bit more pricey. Um, and I've also used Buffer, but I, I recommend later Facebook Publisher and Hootsuite. Um, okay, tips and tricks for social media marketing. So these are just some ways to really maximize your reach, the impact of your content, and making your own life easier by minimizing the amount of time that your social media strategy is going to take you. So my number one tip is always repurpose your content as much as possible. So one Instagram post, for example, could also become a Facebook post, a pin on Pinterest, a blog post, a LinkedIn post, right? One video could become a TikTok, an Instagram reel, a pin on Pinterest, a post on Facebook or LinkedIn or YouTube. Um, so make things easy on yourself and repurpose all of your content, right? Or even one idea could become multiple different posts on the same platform. So um, let's say you are making a post of what you eat in a day. Like if you're a fitness coach, right? Here's what I eat in a day. That could be a static post on Instagram where you have pictures of your food and in the caption, you put the recipes or whatever you ate that day. It could also be a TikTok. It could be an Instagram reel if you record yourself making those meals. It could be a YouTube video if you want it to be a little bit longer. It could be a post on Facebook that could easily be a pin on Pinterest, right? Um, so think about how you can repurpose one idea into multiple different pieces of content. That's going to make your life so much easier. Jackie said, how much do these tools for scheduling cost? Good question. Um, Facebook publisher is obviously free. Um, Sprout is more pricey. Hootsuite, I'd say, is in the middle. Later.com has a free version. They also have a paid version that gives you a few more features. But to start, if you're just doing basic you know, Instagram, Facebook posts, 
Um, Later.com is free. I think Buffer also has a free version. Um, what's a good app to create carousels? Yeah, Facebook Publisher, I recommend. Um, I don't know if that's the only platform that lets you schedule out carousels, but it's a lot of them don't let you schedule out carousel posts on Instagram. So I definitely recommend Facebook Publisher. Um, okay. So repurpose, batching your content will also save you a ton of time. So if you have a bunch of, you know, TikTok videos or Instagram stories that you want to record, set aside a certain time, maybe every Friday morning or every Monday afternoon is when you batch all your content, right? So you can record all those videos at once. Or maybe if you need to take a bunch of pictures, you can do all of that at one time so that you have all that content to work with and you're not having to constantly create new content every day and every week because it can get pretty time consuming. Um, incorporating video content. So I definitely recommend having video content within your social media strategy Short form video content is definitely trending right now. So those are things like TikToks, Instagram reels, YouTube even came out with YouTube shorts, which is basically like 60 second video clips that you can post on YouTube when YouTube was typically known for longer form video content. So Pinterest also, you can post um, short video clips as pins now. So that's definitely trending right now is short form video content. Um, and a lot of these platforms are really pushing those out. So you will get a lot more views and a lot more reach if you're posting video content. It's also just a really good way for people to get to know you. Like you really can get to know someone's personality a lot more easily through a video than a picture of them, right? So again, especially if you are service-based, if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, you really want people to, to feel like they know you. Um, and video content is one of the most effective ways to do that. And then uh, hashtags. So a lot of us, when we start our business and start using social media, we think, oh, I want to use the biggest trending hashtags right now so that people will see my posts. But the problem with that is that when you are a smaller account, if you're using a hashtag that has, you know, a million other posts under that hashtag and people are constantly using it, your post is just going to get pushed down in that hashtag within like a minute because there's already a thousand other people using that hashtag the same time you're posting it. Does that make sense? So I typically recommend using smaller hashtags and the size is going to depend on the platform. So for example, on Instagram, I try to find hashtags that have less than 500,000 posts. And the ideal is usually like between 10,000 and 50,000 posts for small businesses. So if, especially if you're just starting out, using smaller hashtags that are really specific to your niche, right? So if you're using hashtag fitness and you are a small fitness business on Instagram that has a hundred followers, not a whole lot of people are probably going to see that post through that hashtag. 
But if you're using the hashtag, um, you know, home workouts for moms, probably a lot more people who are your target audience, if your target audience is moms who are busy and need quick workouts from home, right? That is going to be a much more effective hashtag to use for your post to reach your target audience. Does that make sense? So one of the biggest mistakes I see is definitely people using huge hashtags when they are just starting out and their account is really small, that actually limits the amount of people who are going to see your posts. Whereas if you're posting in a hashtag that has 10,000 posts, your post might be one of the top posts in that hashtag so that anyone who goes to that hashtag will see it. That's not going to happen if you're posting to a hashtag that has 10 million posts in it. Um, and you know, the top posts under that hashtag probably have hundreds of thousands of likes. <laughs> um, so that's another quick tip I have. And then the last tip is to stay consistent. So social media can be slow growth and it can sometimes, especially in the beginning, feel like you're posting all this content and no one is listening, right? You're not getting a ton of engagement you're not getting a ton of reach and you just want to give up because you're spending so much time creating all this content and it's great content, but then it feels like nobody is seeing it. And the key here is consistency, right? When everyone has to start from day one, everyone starts from zero followers, everyone starts with a small account, and it does take time to build that audience up, right? Are there people who go viral and then have millions of followers overnight? Yes, but that is the exception. So try not to get discouraged. If it feels like people are not paying attention, I promise you there are people seeing your content um, even if they're not interacting with it or they're not buying yet, or they're not DMing you to tell you how amazing your content is, they are seeing it. And one of the keys when it comes to marketing is being top of mind, right? So by you constantly posting over and over and over, right? There are likely people in your audience who may not need your product or service yet, but the second that they do, you are going to be the person that comes to mind because you've been posting about it for the last six months, right? And I think um, the statistic is something like people need to see something seven or eight times before they feel ready to buy. So making one post promoting a product, yes, you might get some purchases from that, but most people need to see it at least seven or eight times before they feel ready to buy that product or that service, right? So keep that in mind and stay consistent. Katharina, I know it's tough. It feels like no one's listening. It feels like no one's buying. It feels like it's pointless, but it is all adding up. Um, and the only way you're really going to see the power of social media is to stay consistent with it. So with all of that being said, I do have a guide. I have two guides. I have one for LinkedIn helping you set up your LinkedIn profile, optimize it, what to include in each section. And I have one for Instagram as well. So the links are on the screen. It's just my website, lindsayhenson.com slash LinkedIn, and then lindsayhenson.com slash Instagram. I think Jackie's also going to send those out in an email after the summit. 
Um, I will say those are definitely geared more towards service-based businesses because that's who I primarily work with, but they're free guides for you. Check them out. Um, if you are on LinkedIn or Instagram, those will really help you with optimizing and setting up your profile. Um, and then if you wanted to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Lindsay M. Hansen. My website is lindsayhansen.com. Um, if you want to reach me by email, feel free to reach out info at lindsayhansen.com. Um, but let me know if we have any final questions in the last few minutes that we have here. Vicki said, thanks so much. This was great. Thanks, Vicki. Okay. I'm glad you got to stay till the end. I'm glad that you got some value from it. Jackie took a ton of notes. Amazing. <laughs> Awesome. And then I think, Jackie, are you also sending the session recordings to everyone? Yes. And what I also saw is in the summit lo lobby itself, where the button to go to, into the session is located, those blue buttons. Now it says watch recording. So you oh, can perfect. use your same ticket to go in and see the recording in the lobby. Yeah. If you need to go back and take some more notes. <laughs> you can watch the recording. I agree. I need more notes. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Well, let me know if you guys have any final questions. Um, and then I know you guys are going to get ready for our final session with Igor before the panel, which I know is going to be amazing. Thank you guys. For, for everyone here. I want to say, Lindsay, thank you so much for a great session. It's hard to pack so much information into only an hour. I know, I was like, what do I wanna include? So I really wanted to include just kind of the basics, um, but obviously there's a lot more to social media and marketing. Um, so feel free to reach out if you guys have any more questions on anything I didn't get to. Yeah, and for everyone in the session, you'll have our contact information. The session lobby chat room will remain open for a few days so you could jump in there and ask for anything that you need. You can go into the lobby and see the session recordings. And I will be sending out an email this weekend to all registrants. So if someone missed the sessions, they'll also get those emails um, with information and some of these things like um, how to connect with Lindsay that you see on this slide. And also um, we're open to creating anything that anyone needs. It's about empowering each other with the resources, the knowledge, the skills, the experiences. So if you um, would like to see more webinars, more Facebook Lives, more sessions, interviews around certain topics like finance, social media, let me know. You have my email, info at JacquelinePeno.com. It's in a couple of different places in the summit. Let me know so that we can create that for you. We're setting up our uh, programming for 2022 already, and it includes some great stuff around health and wellness, as well as more of these kinds of sessions around small businesses. So just let us know. And Lindsay, thank you. Thank you so much, because it was a great session. And we truly appreciate you hanging in there with all the tech issues we had today. We talked a lot of <laughs> tech issues in the first session and uh, joining us today and being a part of this summit. We truly, truly appreciate it. I say we, because I'm no longer a solopreneur. We're, we're a team yeah. now. And, uh, and I know that we're all getting a lot out of this and we appreciate you. Well, thank you so much for asking me to be a speaker. I had a lot of fun and I hope everyone got a lot of value from it.
Hey, thanks. I see some thanks, some great sessions. Uh, everyone take a break. We have a session at 4.30 coming up with Igor Rodriguez on human resources. Believe it or not, it's super important for any business. And then don't forget that happy hour at six o'clock. See you all soon.